against Bitcoin. It's going up forever, Lord. Simply Bitcoin Live. We are your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. We cover breaking news, culture, manic warfare. We will be your guide through the separation of money and state. Make no mistake, that's exactly what we are living through these days. Uh, pretty, pretty crazy news. Uh, Gemini officially announced that they're going to block Bitcoin transfers to and from non-approved exchanges. This is huge news, and of course, they're following the recommendations by the FATF, the FATF, the so-called travel rule. This is something that we've been covering for a couple years now uh, because they've been trying to roll it out for a couple of years, and we've been making the case for a couple of years that they were going to use these regulations in order to clamp down on people's ability to take self-custody of their Bitcoin. They're going after the escape valve, essentially. Uh, Elizabeth Warren last week, because again, if you see the news by itself without connecting the dots, it's a big nothing burger. But if you connect it to the other news, uh, then it starts to paint a bigger picture. Elizabeth Warren was on record testifying in the Banking Senate Committee. She literally said the quiet part out loud. She said that... Uh, crypto users were using even more sophisticated methods of circumventing sanctions by using technologies such as self-custody. And I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially what she's saying. And she's criminalizing it. She's criminalizing this idea that if the government doesn't have the ability to freeze your money at the flick of a switch, uh, it's a danger to society somehow, right? The reason that they were able to confiscate Americans' gold in the 1930s, the infamous 6102 order, was because of the centralization of gold, right? If you had a large amount of gold, more than likely you custody it in a bank. But what happens when millions upon millions of individuals are taking self-custody of their wealth? It becomes a lot harder for the government to confiscate on a massive scale, right? And I think that is what this fundamentally comes down to. I think they're using money laundering as a straw man. I think they're using terrorism as a straw man. I think they're using drugs as a, as a, as a straw man. But in reality, what they truly want is they want to take away the escape valve. While they continue with the reckless monetary policy that is impoverishing everybody, specifically if you're under the age of 35, their own fiat propaganda is literally telling you you will own nothing and be happy. They don't want you having an escape valve. It's, it's as pure and simple as that. And if you don't believe me, look at their reaction to make uh, El Salvador making Bitcoin legal tender. Look at their reaction to the candidate Javier Mali, which by the way is up in the polls. Don't don't get your expectations up, but I did want to say that uh, and his rhetoric about ending the central bank entirely. Or what about when the IMF offered Argentina a bailout package and part of the conditions of that bailout package was that our, the Argentinian government had to de-incentivize the adoption of of Bitcoin and altcoins. Right. So 
their own rhetoric and propaganda and information narrative trench warfare is telling you exactly how they feel about this thing, that they're scared of this thing, they want to stop this thing. And we've always made the case, guys, that there's two attack vectors, really. There's the attack vector on mining itself. I do not believe it will be successful because the incentives are too great. But I think the lower hanging fruit and the easier one because it's an information, it's an educational aspect. It's a, an, an educational problem that we have to solve is self-custody. Like it, people don't understand the significance and the benefit of taking their Bitcoin into self-custody yet. They're so accustomed to living in the fiat matrix. They've been outsourcing the, this responsibility for the majority of their lives. The idea of taking custody of their wealth by writing down 12 words or 24 words is a major step for them. It's a big step, right? So what they're trying to do is they're trying to close, close the doors, right? And this is just another step of them doing just that right now. It's just saying, oh, it's not approved exchanges. How long until they say non-custodial wallets? No, that, that unhosted wallets. No, we can't have that because that's a danger essentially. And that isn't just us speculating anymore. That's what they're going to do. Elizabeth Warren literally said it word for word last week. And of course, we have the video to play for you guys to show you. We always want to show you guys the receipts. And of course, Marty Bent had this amazing take on uh, TFTC.io. I highly recommend checking out his newsletter. It's one of my favorite. Highly recommend it. Uh, so yeah, this is uh, this is another example this is another uh step in the separation of money and state did you expect them to just go gently into that good night and hand over the keys and say you guys have sound money and you guys are sovereign now we're just gonna go away no of course they're gonna put up a fight our weapon in this fight is not a kinetic weapon it's not a it's not a weapon of violence it is an as a weapon of information and truth all we have to do is shine the light of truth and say hey why are you forcing us via legal, legal tender laws to use the money that steals from us? Like what, what is going on here, right? That's all we got to do. If enough people start asking that very, very simple, but basic question, uh, they're not going to have an answer for it. They're going to have a really hard time responding. So anyways, I want to bring up my legendary co-host, always optimistic, kind of has a smile on his face today. How are you doing, Opti? <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to clean my glasses. I couldn't clean them. I'm doing great, man. Feel good this morning. Slept well. You know, I'm here with you guys every single day. I'm getting trolled in the chat. You know, what, what more Already? can I ask? Already? What more can I ask? You know, this is life. Such is life. But uh, yeah, cra crazy news we're seeing. Um, I would say it's very unfortunate that we see these uh, Bitcoin slash shitcoin exchanges bending the knee and uh, kind of trying to get favor with the regulatory system. And, you know, I know there's laws out there and stuff, but uh, to do this preemptively, it's it's just very sad in my opinion. Um, you know, we 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 want to. I I don't mean to use we, but you know, I know Bitcoin's still the wild west uh, in in all sense of the word. But uh, I don't know if if preemptively bending the knee to these uh, powers that be is the correct move. It, it it just it it really makes me feel like if you bend the knee to them. Uh, there, there's, there's no getting out of it. And here we are. And of course there's going to be some 
awesome Bitcoin entrepreneurs that will fix this problem. But in the meantime, uh, it is a very dangerous precedent, in my opinion. And and it, if you really go down the rabbit hole, and hopefully you're going to go down the rabbit hole with Marty, uh, it's scary. It's absolutely scary what we're seeing. But hey, you know. Yeah, they they, they, they don't they don't want you using money that they can't debase or they can't confiscate. Whoever would have thought that like, was going to It's as simple as that. Like, <laughs> eventually they're going to have to say the quiet part out loud, right? Um. Anyways, uh, before I bring up our guest, I want to give a very special shout out to uh, to ed who took me out to lunch in la i'm wearing his merch check out revolution mining they they offer wait 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 shout out to our guest today because he was kind of trolling me in the intro he's like where's your college shirt today and i'm like "Ah, i just uh, i'm just wearing like a nice shirt well look nico's got the college shirt on today he's a professional i'm a professional i'm a professional (laughs) anyways no more delay i want to bring saw how you doing man appreciate you joining us today awesome guys thanks for having me on Opti, why don't you give a little bit of a... Well, I think, why don't you give this introduction today? It's a thing more fitting. It's a little more fitting. I'm going to give it. Yeah, you give it. Okay. I'll handle the culture, but you introduce Sal. So Saul, I met him at the pleb party in Bitcoin, Bitcoin 2023. And I, he, he got my number. And he texted me after he's like, Nico, let me get you in shape. I got this a crazy workout program. And I'm like, okay. And um, he's like, I train other well-known Bitcoiners too. I don't know if I can mention them by name, but, uh, but I was like, yeah. Uh, So I think I was working with another trainer at the time. And I think when I, when I ended with that trainer, I, I hit up saw and I'm like, Hey man, let's give this a go. Let's give this a shot. And uh, you know, it's, it's easy when uh, when your physical trainer is is also a Bitcoiner, right? You have that common language and you can use words like proof of work and they don't look at you like a maniac. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited to uh, to highlight what Saul does. I, I, to use Opti's quote, right? This isn't just about, you know, what is it? Um, fit mind, fit body. Yeah, man. Like what's the point of having the best money, generational wealth possible if you are sickly and you aren't able to usher in these sets correctly? I think this goes hand in hand is is getting yourself as fit mentally and physically as possible so that we can usher in the best money in the world. Because you want to, as we always say, put your money where your mouth is. And uh, we're holding this stuff long term. So you need to survive long term. It's so simple. A hundred percent. You need to you need to survive long term. That is without a doubt. And uh, Sal is your man. It's for you to get in shape, for you to for you to get fit. Anyways, everybody, no more delay. Let's jump straight into the numbers. We got a lot to talk about today. Let's check it out. The Bitcoin numbers. Is your Bitcoin in cold storage really secure? Is your seed phrase really secure? Stamp Seeds do-it-yourself kit has everything you need to hammer your seed words into commercial-grade titanium plates instead of just writing them on paper. Don't store your generational wealth on paper. Paper is prone to water damage, fire damage. You want to put your generational wealth on one of the strongest metals on planet Earth, titanium. Your words are actually stamped into this metal plate with this hammer and these letter stamps. And once your words are in, they aren't going anywhere. No risk of the plate breaking apart and pieces falling everywhere. Titanium stamp seeds will survive nearly triple the heat produced by a house fire. They're also crush proof, waterproof, non-corrosive and time proof. All things that paper is not allowing you to huddle your Bitcoin with peace of mind for the long haul. Stamp your seed on Stamp Seed. 
right, guys, I made it super easy for you guys. You can scan the QR code on your screen right now, take you directly to the Stamp Seed website where you can get yourself a titanium seed phrase storage kit. You can use promo code SIMPLY to get 15% off. Don't store your generational wealth on paper store it on titanium at the time of recording the bitcoin price is thirty four thousand seven hundred forty five sats per dollar two thousand eight hundred seventy eight block height eight hundred fifteen thousand seven hundred thirty two block blocks to having twenty four thousand six hundred sorry two hundred sixty eight having estimate april 20th 2024 total lightning network capacity five thousand two hundred ninety four Capacity value 184 million US dollars. Realized monetary inflation 1.74%. The market capitalization of Bitcoin 600, $678 billion with a B. Bitcoin versus gold market cap 5.16%. In the grand scheme of things, Bitcoin is still baby. Once Bitcoin reaches the market cap of gold, that would put it at a 576 thousand dollars per coin so so that's a lot of fiat bucks for your coin anyways i think we're we're still in the first innings of all this anyways i want to start off the show set the tone with this infamous video by senator elizabeth warren the anti-bitcoin senator where she finally said the quiet part out loud this was about a week ago or so she finally admits it, right? And there is a series of events. It's not as simple as just her admitting this. She used her media allies to release a hit piece on the Wall Street Journal claiming that uh, terrorists were using Bitcoin and shit coins to uh, raise money for their activities. Later down the road, the Wall Street Journal re retracted that statement. They offered a bunch of corrections, but the damage was done. Elizabeth Warren used that article to write a letter to the White House uh, to put pressure on the White House. And then the White House put pressure on the Treasury. And then the Treasury, uh, the specifically the FinCEN, uh, proposed these crazy regulations, one of which would make it basically uh, shamed upon to use single Ad, uh, single use addresses by default. That's how Bitcoin wallets you. Uh, that's how they work. Uh, this would al also affect any company that's uh, offering collaborative custody uh, services. This would also affect uh, the Lightning Network as well, right? So it's these, these broad allegations, these broad powers that were given to these companies, uh, you know, because of this fake Wall Street Journal article when she got absolutely hammered uh, during the Senate Banking Committee when all these experts and uh, provided testimony basically saying, listen, that that article was just plain wrong. Uh, you're misrepresenting the data. The reality is that the vast majority of illicit finance is coming from the traditional financial system. It's not coming from Bitcoin, right? So anyways, I'm going to play you guys a clip. Last year, you wrote that, quote, in their attempt to avoid being traced, illegal actors have adopted ever more sophisticated cryptocurrency technologies, such as non-custodial wallets. Last year, you wrote that, quote, in their attempt to avoid it's being looping, traced, looping. Illegal actors have adopted. So ever more. Anyways. 
I know, but I have it playing in the background somewhere. I have no idea. Anyways, you guys get the point. Uh, she basically claimed. Where am I hearing this? We're not hearing it. We're not hearing it, Nika. I have no idea where I'm hearing this. Anyways, Opti, I'm going to go off screen for a second while I figure this out. <laughs> All right. Well, what what's the point that Nika was getting there to? There we go. There we go. There we go. I'm sorry. <laughs> there are some technical issues in the in the background. You guys know the deal. This is live. We do this we live. We roll with the punches. Anyways, okay. So I'm going to connect this with... Uh, actually, Opti, you sent me this this morning. Um, so you have Elizabeth Warren basically making the claim that, hey, look self-custody you know they're using it as a sophisticated method for uh you know to circumvent it like the language right it's very very sinister but it tells you exactly what they want to do uh here you have this uh this article that was released by coindesk coin uh coinbase adds four national security experts to its global advisory council right very strange now here's the breaking news of today Gemini UK to block Bitcoin transfers to and from non-approved exchanges. It goes on to say the decision was made in response to new regulations which require virtual asset service providers like Gemini to share information about the sender and the receiver on both ends of a crypto transaction. Gemini has partnered with the Travel Rule Universal Solution Technology to enable these changes, which are designed to crack down on fraudulent activity in the industry. It goes on to say, quote, to ensure transparency of data from 17th November 2023, Gemini will only permit outbound transfers to other registered trust VASP. Gemini will block any outbound transfers to any non-trust VASP. You can view the full list of registered trust VASP here. Quote, from 1st December 2023, Gemini may freeze or restrict users who are attempting to make inbound transfers to Gemini from a non-trust VASP. This is due to these transactions potentially missing the required information to ensure transparency of the transaction. When depositing or withdrawing from your Gemini wallet to send crypto to another crypto address, we will need to request additional information from you, such as your name, the beneficiary of the funds, and in some cases, your address. Goes on to say, another exchange operating in the UK, Crypto.com, provided a somewhat clear explanation of what to expect when depositing or withdrawing assets from the custodian. It goes on to say, when you receive a crypto a crypto asset transfer from an external wallet, non-custodial wallet, or a cryptocurrency exchange, Crypto.com requires you to declare the details of the originating party, including the name, the country of the originating party, the wallet type, name of originating crypto asset business. It goes on to say, you may not be required to provide information for subsequent transfers if the information initially provided is still current and valid. Gemini also stated that from... 17th November 2023, only external transfers of ERC20 tokens, ETH, and BTC will be supported on Gemini. So this is the slow walk, right? It, it, it You have to understand that this doesn't just happen all at once, right? First, okay, now they're basically making you to report the name, the country of the originating party, the wallet type name of the originating crypto asset business what they're trying to do is they're trying to make bitcoin an extension of the current exclusionary financial system 
the same financial system that based on where you're born in the, the place or where you're born, it judges you and it says you can or you cannot have access to a bank account. It's an exclusionary system. And of course, they say this under the guise of money laundering. They say this under the guise of terrorism, right? But as was shown by Elizabeth Warren last week, she flat out lied. She misrepresented the numbers. And another thing that I want to mention about the Financial Action Task Force, which that's an unelected body. That is not a body that is democratically elected by the people. That's, that's That's a body that's appointed. Anyways, Marty Benz done an incredible job covering all of this. And Marty says, shame on Gemini for bending the knee on this. The governments of the world and the unelected officials who write their regulatory guidelines are morally bankrupt and do considerably more harm than good throughout the world. We're the people with backbones. And I just want to mention, guys, that there's going to be put there's going to be pressure put on all exchanges. And it's not the exchanges fault. They have to either follow those guidelines or they will be put out of business. The way that you stop this is you have to stop it before it gets implemented. Because if it gets implemented, you do not have a choice at that point. Either they comply or they can't do business in the UK. And at the end of the day, they are a business. This is what it's all about. This was never going to be easy. Of course, they're going to be happy with you having, if you're able to buy Bitcoin, let's say you get happy. Oh, I'm able to buy Bitcoin, but I can't withdraw it to a non-custodial or unhosted wallet. Then what's the point? You're just buying Bitcoin and you're leaving it on, on the exchange for them to do whatever the F they want with. That's the end goal here. Elizabeth Warren said the quiet part out loud. This is what they want at the end of the day. They want to close the escape valve completely so you cannot take self-custody of your money altogether. That is, make no mistake, that's what they want. And they're going to use all these sophisticated words and, oh, it's the travel rule. It's for compliance. It's for your safety. It's for terrorism. It's for stopping crime. All of these things under the sun to justify the fact that you can't take self-custody of your money. But if you actually look at the data, the data point uh, paints a very, very different picture. The reality is that most crime is happening using the traditional financial system. Here is a tweet by the Bitcoin senator, Senator Cynthia Lummis, and it has a graphic for our audio listeners. It says crypto assets account for less than 1% of global illicit finance. Crypto assets account for 0.69% of the total illicit finance, which is 2.9 trillion. So here's the thing. In the traditional financial system, they have all those checks and all those controls and all those censorship measures, but the illicit finance happens regardless. So again, they're using the boogeyman, they're using the straw man in order to justify taking away more of your freedoms. That is what's happening here. And if you don't wake up and you don't say anything, you don't take agency and action as an individual, it will become incredibly difficult for you to live in certain jurisdictions. And I suspect it's the jurisdictions that most benefit from the money printing. So the United Kingdom, 
European Union, the United States, they benefit from having that control on money, that the monopoly on the issuance of money. So of course they're going to be the most aggressive. At least Elizabeth Warren is honest in the saying the quiet part out loud. Anyways, it goes on to say, three years ago, we started warning of the looming specter of burdensome regulations stemming from the Financial Action Task Force travel rule guidelines that are being widely adopted by financial regulators around the world. If the Financial Action Task Force, a supranational regulatory guideline agency filled with unelected officials, gets its way, it will make the ability to comply with the guidelines they put forth so burdensome that virtual asset service providers will stop allowing their customers to send their Bitcoin to wallets that aren't controlled by other virtual asset service providers. That is the end goal here. That is the entire point. Make no mistake. They can't tell you bluntly this is what they want to do. So they have to find this like this regulatory bureaucratic BS to be like, no, it's not that we don't allow it. It's that your unhosted wallet isn't compliant. That's essentially why if it was compliant, then we would allow it. It goes on to say, as we've been saying for the last three years, since the travel rule reared its head, the light nudging of regulatory compliance is slowly but surely degrading the privacy of users and creating a path for the incumbent exchanges to establish regulatory moats. What's particularly bad about travel rule compliance across the, quote, crypto exchange is that it is being driven by many of the exchange themselves via something called trust or a travel rule universal solution technology. These exchanges have bent the knee and decided to bend over backwards for regulators, pushing um, invasive compliance measures that put end users in harm's way under the guise of preventing criminal activity. A very successful framing tactic for every government and regulator when they wish to trample on civil liberties. It has been made abundantly clear that KYC AML regulations are wholly ineffective at stopping crime and very effective at adding ongoing costs to businesses and putting end users in harm's way by allowing their data to be collected and stored across many insecure databases controlled by the financial intermediaries they interact with. As many have said throughout the years, KYC and AML data collection is the illicit activity. These regulations have completely morphed into mechanisms that effectively assume each individual that interacts with a financial intermediary is guilty until otherwise proven innocent. They must completely dox themselves to interact with institutions. This, tape, this type of data collection is something that runs completely against the free and open nature of the Bitcoin protocol. Bitcoin was created as a response to the overreach of governments and central banks who are prone to abusing their ability to create money and determine who can and who cannot receive or send that money via their rails. It is a great shame to see that dozens of exchanges within the Bitcoin industry are not only fighting back against these insanely Aurelian data collection mandates from unelected officials, but are welcoming them with open arms and forming a coalition to be as compliant as possible to not upset the power drunken regulators. To make matters worse, they went and created a coalition using the acronym TRUST, to create a nice palatable brand that caters to the lowest common denominator of human instinct. Truly disgusting. The industry needs some more backbone, 
has become uh, glaringly obvious to anyone with more than two brain cells that the governments and central banks of the world have gone completely off the rails in every way possible. They're printing more money than ever before. They are more in debt than ever before. They are more corrupt than ever before. They are more bloodthirsty than ever before. They're older and more out of touch than ever before. They are more disliked than ever before. They are more brazen than ever before, especially when it comes to looting the public for the benefit of a select few. This is what the peaceful Bitcoin revolution is all about. This is what this is what we are fighting against, right? And what they're doing is they're trying to get rid of the escape valve under the guise of, oh, it's compliance, right? So yes, you can say shame on Gemini. You could say shame on Coinbase. You can say shame on all these other exchanges. I agree with Marty in that sense because they went out of their way before they were even tapped or before they were even asked by governments to set this in place. I suspect it's to set up a moat. But the reality is that, look, at the end of the day, these exchanges are beholden to laws in their jurisdictions, and they don't have a choice once those said regulations are put in place. If we don't hold the line and those said regulations are put in place, those exchanges don't have a choice or they go out of business. So if you live in a specific jurisdiction here in the U.S. or in the U.K., Make no mistake, they're going after your ability to take self-custody. You, you have your favorite exchange, right? You see what, what they just said just now. If you don't say the name, the address of that person, why you're receiving it, they could just freeze it as soon as you deposit into the exchange. Let's say you want to sell some Bitcoin for God knows whatever reason a couple years down the road. They just took away your ability to do so. Shit is getting real. Like, this is what they want. If they can have Bitcoin the way that they have gold, if they can have Bitcoin the way that they have the, the rest of the financial system, where everyone is custodying their wealth, their stocks, their gold with a custodian, of which is completely captured and regulated by the government, and let's say shit hits the fan for whatever reason, they could just loot that said custodian, they're okay with it. They don't they don't they don't mind. But what's really changing here the 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 pivotal moment is the fact that now for the first time in human history you can store vast sums of wealth in your mind by memorizing 12 words. And that puts the fear of God in them, which is why you have Elizabeth Warren saying what she's saying at the in the Senate Banking Committee. They're going after self-custody. This is where it's at now. I guarantee you five years from now, they're going to be saying, you know what? Um, this, this, this is too much of a regulatory hassle, unfortunately. And it's not just uh, VASPs, uh, but you just can't take custody in an unhosted wallet. And they already set up the wording for it and everything because it's, it's unhosted. We, we just don't know what that's going to be used for. That's what they're going to say next. And people are just going to walk walk towards it and they're going to say, you know what, that's okay, that's fine. This is what they're doing. If you don't take agency and action and you don't get involved and you don't make your voice heard, they will get away with this. And in the UK, frankly speaking, I think they already got away with this. Anyways, um, this is... Uh,
you know, I thought that the Elizabeth Warren stuff last week was like hard. Um, but like, this is, I clearly we see the writings on the wall. Opti, we've been covering this for, for at least a year or two, right? We, we brought on a KYC and AML expert onto the show. This was like two years ago on simply Bitcoin. And he broke down the data of how ineffective KYC and AML is, right? So what, like, what is the actual reasoning? Like, what is the actual thought process behind these regulations? Well, again, like, I can't say for certain, like, I couldn't say for certain Elizabeth Warren wanted to go after self-custody until last week. But I think it's obviously to protect their moat. They don't want an escape valve. It's as simple as that. It has nothing to do with money laundering. It has nothing to do with crime. Elizabeth Warren proved that last week. That is undeniable at this point. It has to do with the fact that they can't control the money flows. That's what it has to do, bro. So anyways, I know it's, it's, uh, this is, I, it, you know, in the top five most darkest Simply Bitcoin episodes, Opti, I would, the meme review better be fucking fire today. Cause this is definitely, uh, this is definitely in the top three, dude. This is some, this is some hardcore shit. I'm not going to lie. This is, uh, this is pretty intense. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've been talking about this on the show and, uh, for a long time, you know, KYC is the immoral act. And I, and I know people are going to, you know, give a shit because of uh, the fact that that Swan is one of our sponsors. But we we talk about this constantly. Like if you want to be in business, there are laws that you have to follow. And first and foremost, the Orwellian doublespeak of this trust acronym is just like it's not lost on me. And it's just it's such politician bureaucratic speech like it, it's such. I don't know, gaslighting to basically try to snuggle up with the regulators and, and build your own regulatory mo. And, you know, the, the suits out there are basically, you know, blocking the access to the lifeboats while the product that they are building is sinking. It's just it's absolutely incredible that we're seeing this happen. But are we surprised? No, we've been saying this for a long time. This is why I, I've kind of been, you know, I'm just a talking head out here, but I've been saying for a while that I think Bitcoin does need to have, or rather maybe exchanges does need to have one of these uh, Uber moments where like, yeah, maybe it's quote unquote illegal, but this is something people want. And then just route around what the politicians are even talking about because, you know, hey, Sorry, yeah, your regulatory moat won't work here. Sorry, you know, there are quote unquote businesses that might go out of business, but like this is a product that people want. This is the advancement of our monetary system. And it's really what we've been saying on the show for a long time. The the boomers out there, the geriatrics are trying to put things on a piece of paper and expect us to put that square peg into a round hole. And it's like, look, you're gonna have to update. You're thinking your thought process. No, to they're law, not. To they're Bitcoin. not going. They're not going no to. No they're shit. not going to. And also, of I, I just want to interject here to, to to give Swan credit. They have done so. We've Perfect. so Swan has done a cafe Bitcoin. We covered this topic entirely. We're going to be doing a live stream on Friday. I'm going to be hosting it with Jan Pritzker, who's the co-founder of the company. We're going to be covering this specific topic. So Swan is getting involved. This is a. Uh, I suggest going to his tweet. Um, and check it out. Make your thoughts known. Go to this link. It takes you directly to the FinCEN, uh, FinCEN uh, uh, website where, you know, this is the proposal. This is the special measure. Leave a comment. Use chat GBT. Color within the lines. Meme words don't work here. 
Um, so like take it very, very seriously. Uh, it takes you directly here and you can make your thoughts known. Uh, that unfortunately guys during the transition period, uh, this is it like, like fiat politics are just the reality unless we're all moving to us. I suspect like Max Kaiser is just like, he, he like he just maybe he just like has like a like a prophetic ball that he just sees into the future of what's coming but uh you know like if you want to stay in the US you you're going to have to deal with this bullshit like it's just the reality of it make your voice known take agency take action um memes are not enough here like it requires a little bit more right uh because if they get away with passing this like Man, man. Anyways, uh, I want to get Sal's takes and then uh, we'll move on to the news. Uh, you know, the flood is coming. Self-custody is your arc. Make sure you secure your Bitcoin and hang on for the ride. Maybe learn how to swim might help a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Self-custody is the revolution. Absolutely. A hundred percent agree. I mean, I like if, if it tells you like if everything that I just went through doesn't show to you how terrified they are of you taking self-custody of you writing down 12 fucking words, like it, it tells you everything you need to know because they fundamentally understand on a deeper level that that completely changes the power dynamics of the game. And then all of a sudden, if you have millions upon millions of individuals taking self-custody all around the world uh, and they just can't seize it at the snap of a finger, uh, they're going to have some issues. They're going to have some problems. Uh, their standard eight, their standard operating procedure isn't going to fly anymore. Anyways, they don't call this the fourth turning for no reason. I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor. Wait, 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 Nico, before you get to the sponsor, uh, what's, what's this, the thing I always say? You know, they, they want us to own nothing and be happy. So what are we going to do? We're going to own as much Bitcoin as possible and be even happier. So uh, this Amen is the point that. where if you have any Bitcoin anywhere other than in cold storage, what are you doing? Make sure you are securing your wealth. Anyways, go on. Amen to that. All right. I want to give a shout out to the largest Bitcoin conference on planet Earth. Bitcoin 2024. It's not going to be in Miami this year. It's going to be in Nashville, Tennessee, July 25th through the 27th, 2024. For a GA ticket, you can get it for $349. For an industry pass, you can get it for $849. For a whale pass, you can get it for $4,749. The whale pass gives you VIP access to the deep backstage VIP lounge. The industry pass gives you access to three days of the conference and the GA pass gives you access to two days of the conference. You can use the promo code simply at a discount on the already discounted tickets. Bitcoin 2024, you definitely, definitely don't want to miss it. All right, everybody, let's get to the news. The Daily News. I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Foundation Devices. It's self-custody done right. They built a premium grade hardware wallet called Passport right here in the US. It's fully open source and verifiable. It's the most intuitive Bitcoin wallet designed with a UX reminiscent of a simple feature phone. So you will know how to navigate it and use it the moment you pick it up. Get your Bitcoin off exchanges and into your into your own hands in just a few minutes. Experience the peace of mind that comes with taking ownership of your own keys. After a massive sellout during Bitcoin Miami 2023, the Passport is back in stock at foundationdevices.com. 
Bitcoin only, open source verifiable, completely air gap security model, gorgeous design craft, premium grade materials. If you're thinking about getting your Bitcoin off exchanges, this is the one for you. Check out the passport link in the show notes below to learn more. All right, guys, I literally made it super easy for you guys. You could scan the QR code on your screen right now. It will take you directly to the foundation devices uh, website where you can get yourself a passport hardware wallet. It's absolutely beautiful. They pay attention to detail. Uh, it's battery powered. It's air gapped. It's completely open source. I highly, highly recommend it. Remember, guys, not your keys, not your Bitcoin. And with everything going on, it should be incredibly apparent as to why you should take self-custody of your Bitcoin. They don't want you doing it. They don't want you doing it. For what reason? Right. They're not even telling you the truth as to why you shouldn't be doing it. Anyways, um, so in other news, uh, this is the separation of money and state. After all, things are heating up. Ladies and gentlemen, we are definitely entering the then they fight you stage, right? Whether it's the attack on Bitcoin mining, the attack on self-custody, which is the one I'm most worried about, to be honest with you. And then now, <laughs> which I find this is comical, um, the Federal Reserve threatens to sue Bitcoin Magazine. I'm going to say that again. The Federal Reserve, the central bank of the United States of America, has threatened to sue Bitcoin Magazine. What were the reasons given? The U.S. Federal Reserve is threatening to sue Bitcoin Magazine, alleging apparel that parodies its FedNow system is not protected speech, but copyright infringement. So they trolled the F out of the FedNow. They released merch trolling it. And guess what? The Federal Reserve wasn't taken lightly to that. They said, you can't make fun of our CBDC. How dare you guys? Anyways, it goes on to say, the U.S. Federal Reserve is taking legal action against Bitcoin Magazine in an attempt to silence criticism of its recently launched FedNow Interbank Clearing and Settlement Service. In a letter sent to the publication by the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago, the Central Bank of the United States is claiming that Bitcoin Magazine merchandise that parodies its services are not protected speech, but rather an unauthorized infringement of its image and trademarks. The dispute centers around the use of the FedNow service image and trademark in a line of merchandise sold by Bitcoin Magazine that seeks to criticize the surveillance capabilities of the FedNow system and how it threatens American civil liberties. The Federal Reserve alleges that the big that Bitcoin Magazine used the trademark without permission to mislead readers into believing a connection exists between the publication and the central bank. In response to the allegations, Bitcoin Magazine has penned an open letter to the Federal Reserve's and Services Deputy General Counsel. Uh, that is a really interesting name, Thetis Murphy. Anyways, uh, here's the letter written by Bitcoin Magazine. They absolutely slayed it. So shout out to our friends over at Bitcoin Magazine magazine because they killed it here it says on behalf of the entire team at bitcoin magazine i wanted to take some time to thank you for your thorough thoughtful inquiry after having browsed our online store doing your christmas shopping early you love to see it let us know if we can send a box of merchandise to any of any of the 12 federal reserve banks you might enjoy our content from the latest print bitcoin magazine which discusses the damages your policies have done to our economy and our country Please don't hesitate to write with a list of, co of coveted items and we will be sure to send them. We want to do our part to, quote, stimulate the economy. On to business. I'd like to inform you that we receive your cease and desist request. We refuse to comply. We will not be intimidated by your efforts to silence criticism. 
As you may know, our publication and our readership are deeply troubled by the new FedNow interbanking communication system. We believe not only that it is possibly unconstitutional, but that it threatens the very freedoms that all liberty-loving American citizens should hold dear. With that in mind, we believe it is well with in our First Amendment rights to exercise speech on the issue, and to that end, we will be defending our right to sell merchandise that makes buyers aware through fair use imagery, our position that this system is a threat to civil liberties. I would like to make a few direct comments on quotes pres present in your letter in order to best articulate what I'm sure is to be considered a disappointing response. Quote, the Federal Reserve has extensively used and promoted the FedNow mark and has built up uh, substantial goodwill in this invaluable asset. Financial institutions and consumer associate the FedNow mark with the Federal Reserve and its services. An interesting point for starters, that goodwill has the Federal Reserve built up. Have you seen the state of the working class today? Perhaps you have already forgotten how Fed policy directly led to mismanaged bond portfolios in regional banks across the country, such as Silicon Valley Bank, Signature, Silvergate, or First Republic. Perhaps you have already forgotten about the historic inflation rates seen throughout the U.S. since government-imposed lockdowns all but forced the Treasury's hand to stimulate the economy to the tune of trillions of dollars. There is no goodwill, Mr. Murphy, and certainly not substantial goodwill either, right? So anyways, it goes on to say, shout out to uh, Mark Goodwin. Shout out Mark Goodwin. And editor-in-chief uh, editor at Bitcoin Magazine, absolutely slayed in this response. But again, guys, like I've been saying in the beginning of the show, our most potent weapon is the truth. Our most potent weapon is to highlight the hypocrisy, the lies, and the misrepresentations because they don't have anything to stand on. They're hoping that the people that they're conveying these messages to, trust us, we're the central bank, trust us, self-custody is somehow a threat to national security. They're hoping that people that are not informed are reading those messages. How do we combat that? We combat that by educating the masses. That's how we do it. And this isn't just simply Bitcoin's job. This falls down to really every Bitcoiner. Take it upon yourself to educate your neighbor, educate your family, educate that uncle that for some reason hates Bitcoin about the benefits of Bitcoin, the benefits of self-custody, the benefits of sound money. It falls down to you. Ladies and gentlemen, we are hitting, look, take the two things that we have covered today. It, it, it wasn't just central bank suing Bitcoin Magazine for making fun of them. But it was also the fact that the UK has taken the first step to banning self-city altogether. Not outright, but a de facto ban. Because they would basically say, listen, I, I, we're in exchange. We can't withdraw to a non-authorized, uh, unhosted wallet. I guarantee you those are the words they're going to be using. And ladies and gentlemen, this isn't just happening in the United States. This is a worldwide phenomenon. Shout out to this website because they've done an incredible job highlighting all the central bank digital currency pilots and projects being pushed throughout the world. And make no mistake that these central bank digital currency projects are partly at least uh, incentivized or inspired or motivated behind Bitcoin's success. They do not want to lose the privilege of being able to create money for free. They don't want to lose their control over money. They don't want to lose their ability to censor 
people that they don't like, their political opponents. So what do we do? We educate the masses. We shine the light of truth on their bullshit because that's what it is. It's bullshit. Elizabeth Warren willingly and knowingly misrepresented data for a political end goal. She knew that it was BS. There was no way. And she's had it hell-bent for, for many, many months now to attack self-custody, to attack node operators, to attack Bitcoin miners. That's what she's been doing over the last couple of months. All she needed was a crisis. All she needed was a crisis. That's what she was waiting on the sidelines for. So don't let her get away with it because this is bullshit. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a separation of money and state. Like we, we've been saying it in the beginning of the show. We were not kidding. It's one of those episodes, Opti. Holy shit. It's a dark one today, bro. <laughs> hey, well, uh, they can all be light, lighthearted, right? So uh, it is what it is. But first and foremost, uh, shouts out to uh, our boys, Mark Goodwin and uh, Joe Rogers. I literally called Joe uh, last Friday when this came out and was congratulating him about this. It's like, oh, it's almost like we are over the target on this one. And uh, some of the stuff he was telling me was was absolutely hilarious in in rather in like hindsight of it. You know, they say that Bitcoin magazine was trying to. Uh, associate themselves with the Fed now CBDC system. It was it's rather the opposite. They were ridiculing it. Uh, people were saying out there that you know, oh, this is just a marketing ploy. Joe Joe told me they like literally didn't even sell ten of these T-shirts until this ca- this uh, news story came yeah, out. Yeah, go go like, stop what you're doing right now and buy those T-shirts. Go on the Bitcoin Magazine website and buy those T-shirts like, right now. Do it. Do it. Stop then, what you're doing. Wine. Yeah. We need anti central bank digital <laughs> currency merch we need it and uh you know it's 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 hilarious that uh the federal reserve doesn't understand the barbara streisand effect that they probably thought you know kind of connecting this with the with the gemini news story um shouts out to the bitcoin mag team for literally just being like no like go fuck yourself like this this falls under the parody laws uh you're you're not going to just scare us and and bend and make us bend the knee whereas all the other exchanges are literally it's like the doge they they don't they don't have they don't like i know i know i know i know where this is going but once like thank god for the first amendment thank god for the fourth amendment they don't even give a shit about the fourth amendment at this point but at least there is some constitutional protections but what I'm trying to say is like, look, an exchange will have their hands tied as soon as something gets made into law. They will have no choice but to be put out of business, right? So like, it, it's like, it's very easy to pass blame. Um, but what I have, what it, what I want to say is you have to be the first line of defense here. How long does it take you for you to, to use chat GBT? Say, look, I want to sound like a professional writer, translate this into something that sounds good, right? How long does it take you for you to leave a comment there? That's what it takes. Like, this is what it's all about. If you just, look, put your head in the sand, there's a good shot. I don't know how successful they're going to be, but there's a good shot that they're going to make the lives of Bitcoiners in the United States very, very difficult, Look, these laws are about to be implemented in the UK. That that is not like 
That is not a walk in the park. It completely changes the whole idea of what Bitcoin is supposed to represent. And of course they did this on purpose. This whole thing was on purpose. So anyways, that's my take on this. Uh, we are running a bit late. Uh, Sal, what's your take on this before we get to the culture? You guys, you know, you preach the good word every day. It's government's coming after you. They are not happy with the power that us plebs are taking into our own hands. And it's going to be a, a long, hard road. You know, nothing's going to be easy about it. But we have the truth on our side, like you guys always say, and the truth will eventually win out. A hundred percent. The truth will run out, but we gotta, we gotta, we gotta fight that good fight. Color within the lines, you know, make your voices heard, take agency, use the power of social media, use the power of the internet to speak out against this because it is a clear and present danger. It is, uh, it is right in front of your eyes. Um, and you gotta, you gotta do something about it. You gotta do something about it. Anyways, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor. Kaboom Rex. They are the most trusted place to buy, sell, host mining equipment. You got to check out their racks. You can scan the QR code on your screen right now. Take you directly to the Kaboom Racks marketplace. You can buy, uh, you could buy mining equipment with them. They make it easy. You can connect with the member of their sales team. It's easy. It's transparent. You could also sell mining equipment with them. You can connect with their vast network of domestic and international customers where you could sell your Bitcoin mining ASICs with them. So if you haven't already done so, visit Kaboom racks today scan the qr code on your screen or go directly to the kaboom racks link in the video description all right everybody let's hit the culture the daily culture brought to you by swanbitcoin.com swan is the best way to build your bitcoin stack with automated bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases serving clients of any size from ten dollars to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit swanbitcoin.com today. Let's go. All right, guys. Well, you already know this is the culture where we feature our guests. And I also know that you guys really enjoy the rabbit hole stories. So, Sal, I think we'll start there. Uh, how did you become a Bitcoiner? And then we will connect the dots with why fitness and health is so important. Well, I guess uh, I was kind of always a little predisposed to uh, Bitcoin. Um, uh, say in my 20s, I had a little stint with gold. I wouldn't say I was a gold bug, um, really didn't know anything about economics or the whole gold bug thing. Just I knew that gold was scarce and had been popular for a long time. So I was into it. Um, but obviously, Bitcoin is superior to gold. So I'm a Bitcoiner now. Didn't really pay any attention to Bitcoin on a serious level till about December 20, January 21. The price was cut in half. Um, NFTs and crypto was uh, a huge buzz. And I figured, you know what? Let me buy a little bit of Bitcoin and, and see what this is about. And uh, within a week, I had a Coinbase account and 50 different shit coins that I was, you know, just trying to figure out and really combing through as many podcasts as I could, trying to absorb as much knowledge as possible, and uh, maybe like find the next big token. But really, it wasn't that long, I'd say maybe a month in, where the only podcasts I was still really listening to were the Bitcoin podcasts. Um, there was a depth to them that really wasn't there with anything else. And, uh, you know, it, 
it clicked right away uh, for me at least. Uh, I'd say about four weeks into buying my first crypto token, which I actually bought Bitcoin first. Um, that's it. I was orange pilled and, you know, I came for the gains initially, didn't know what the hell was going on, but I'm staying for the revolution. Beautiful. beautiful. It sounds so similar to so many of our stories. Absolutely incredible. All right, let's move into uh, some fitness advice because I, I say it all the time, usually in Twitter spaces or on the show, you know, fit body, fit mind, fit soul. Like, you're soldiers. If, soldiers are yeah, fit. Yeah, exactly. Right? Get yourself soldiers in soldier fit. fighting, you know, uh, condition. Um, but I, I kind of want to touch on what Nico was talking about in the beginning about how you just like reached out to other Bitcoiners and been like, yo, let me do a. Let me do some proof of work with you and, and how that has worked for you. Because I, I really do think that there's a nugget of wisdom in that little story right there. Yeah. So first off, um, shout out to the Orange Pill app. Um, through the app, I met another pleb who got me a ticket to the party where I met Nico. And that was the beginning of a fantastic uh, Bitcoin 2023 in Miami. So um, everyone check out that app if you haven't yet. Lots of cool guys on there, women as well. Um you know, as far as fitness goes and Bitcoin goes, I've been uh, about 20 years or so in the industry. Um, I've been through all the crazes, personal training, bodybuilding, CrossFit, TRX, blah, 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 you know, everything under the moon. And I've kind of refined what I'm interested in to really helping people through uh, getting stronger and strength and conditioning without all the fluff and BS that's out there which is really hard to comb through if, if you're new into um, trying to better yourself in the fitness industry. Uh, I have become a pretty big Bitcoiner, I'd say, since my rabbit hole journey. And what really blows my mind every day is, is the network of people, the network of companies, and um, the passion that all the Bitcoiners have. And I just really wanted to become uh, as much of a part of the community as possible. I'm not a designer. I'm not a philosopher. You know, what I am is I'm a good coach. So I just tried in my own way to get into the community and offer myself to all you guys out there. So I think the future of the world is Bitcoin. And I'm just trying to carve my way into this small niche community that we have. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I, I say it all the time, you know, just providing value to your fellow man is the best way. And all, every one of you guys out there has some particular skills that we can offer to other Bitcoiners and stuff. Anyways, uh, this is the point of the portion where I'm getting trolled in the chat by Wynick because he's like, pay attention, Opti, to the fitness advice. So for everyone out there that is on the road to fitness, I don't know, could you sum, could you sum this up for them? Uh, what would be like the basic, basic advice that you would give to the audience? Time preference, you know, don't try to go for short gains. Don't chase the shiny new object that's on the cover of all the health and fitness magazines. Um, be patient, focus on yourself and be willing to put in the hard work. Um, nothing that's worth anything comes quickly. So that would probably be if I had one piece of advice aside from programming and everything else, just understand that it's a journey to better yourself and it's a lifelong journey. 
Love it. Love it. Yeah, actually, uh, I'm going to I'm going to throw myself under the bus here for a moment. I was telling you before the show, I was like, yeah, man, I was cutting calories super hard for a while. And it just like incredibly it just was rough. Uh, you know, I'm trying to lose a little like the last five pounds and you're literally point blank. Like that sounds like some shit coin fiat thinking. So <laughs> can you add to the wisdom of what you told me in the beginning of the show? All right. So usually when I have this conversation with people, which is fairly often, um, they don't really uh, believe what I'm telling them. But kind of the program that I've gone after is a program where I've been able to refine over the years where you're getting the most ROI for your time invested. So as crazy as this may sound, what I'm about to say is um, I have none of my clients doing more than eight minutes of total work a week divided across two days. So I have all my clients on a two day a week program. It's either Monday, Wednesday, or Tuesday, Thursday. And my program has a couple of phases. We can get more into it if you like, but basically um, if you're doing the right thing and putting in the work, eight minutes a week is really all you need of actual work under the bar to transform your body and be the best you possible. And I know that sounds pretty crazy with all the fiat mindset that's out there where you have to be in the gym five days a week and chest day and arm day and cardio and all this and yoga and stretching. But um, over my past two decades of working with many different demographics, I spent many years uh, offering barbell classes to senior citizens. If you were under 65 years old, I'd kick you out of the class. And I'd probably put about 300 or so um, people between the ages of 70 and 90 through my program twice a week. And I was able to refine it to the point where I'm a high school soccer coach as well. Um, I have all my athletes on the program. Uh, I sent Nico a video of my son. I have two boys. And they're also on the program. And if you lift the right way and program the right way, it really is as simple as just twice a week. Wow. So is this like a, a Mike Mensker approach to this? You know, my program is a very simple three by five squat and press and one by five deadlift. These type of programs have been around for years and decades, okay. you know, five by fives, three by fives, five through ones. None of that is new, you know. Um, what I've done is I've just been able to refine the program to a two day a week. The thing is most of those strength training programs that are out there are aimed towards a particular demographic, you know, guys who want to be in the gym three hours a day and squat a thousand pounds and the average Joe, that's just not what they're about. You know, yeah. uh, most people want to lift, to live, not lift, to live, <laughs> you know? So, uh, I want everyone to really enjoy their lifestyle and do things that bring them meaning. Just strength is the foundation that's going to make everything else in their life um, better. It's going to improve, you know, their insulin sensitivity, their hormonal structure. It's going to improve whether they like hiking or swimming, whatever it is. Having a good strength foundation is really the key to all of that. Love it. Okay. We got a few questions in here and you kind of touched on it. So Matthew J says, uh, can you ask him his opinion on Wendler 531? You know, it's better than a lot of programs that are out there. Like I said, um, I, I'm not this innovative, crazy thinker that has invented a new way of living. If you want to run a 531 and, and do that long-term, that's fine. Um, I, I think it's a good program. I think it's one of the better ones out there, you know, Five three one, you know, um, Bill Stars five by five, starting strength three by five. There's lots of really good programs out there, and they're all really 
fighting for, uh, they get lost in the weeds. They're all basically the same program, just they're all trying to outdo each other. So if, if you're on a strength training program right now, you know, and you know, you're squatting 300 pounds and deadlifting 400 pounds and that's working for you, then I'd say stick with it, you know. Uh, but if, if you're lifting more more than three days a week, I think it's too much. As you get older, recovery really becomes an issue. So twice a week is what I've found to be a re really good long term. Awesome. Okay, one more one more uh, question in here by Wynikus. Uh If you had one exercise that you had to do for the rest of your life, what would it be? He said, i.e. push up, pull up, burpee, etc. It'd have to be a low bar back squat. There isn't uh, an exercise out there that involves more of the body in it. There isn't an exercise out there really that has a long, uh, a longer and more effective range of motion. And you really are able to use a stretch reflex and hip drive in the low bar back squat, which uh, is a very important. Your hips are the center of strength in your body. And the more you can focus on your hips, the stronger you're going to get. I can Love confirm. It. I can confirm this. Love I can it. Confirm this. Okay, one last thing before I let Nika jump in here. Uh, you, you kind of uh, when you were trolling me out in the beginning of the show before we went live, you, you said like a solid meme, and you said like, don't focus on losing fat, focus on just gaining muscle and turn like turn your body into a, a high functioning machine. I, I, I really like that little nugget that you said. Yeah. So, you know, there's different ways to approach um, getting fit. You know, everyone has a different definition of in shape. Some people, it means running a marathon. Other people, you know, it means squatting 500 pounds. Whatever in shape means to you, there's many different ways of getting there. But um, for the type of lifestyle um, that I kind of go after and, and try to have all my clients going after, there's two ways of, you know, looking good. Uh, you can either starve yourself and try and lose as much weight as possible, as much fat as possible, and then try and get strong, or you can try and get strong and then you can lose weight. So the example I gave Nico when we first met is if you try and lose as much weight as possible initially and go for aesthetics first, you cannot only lose muscle and you cannot, sorry, you cannot only lose fat or you cannot only gain muscle. If you're losing fat, you're losing muscle along the way. And if you're gaining muscle, you're gaining fat along the way. The idea is to maximize the muscle gain and minimize the fat loss um, or fat gain along the way. So you can try and lose weight and totally screw up your hormonal structure. You can tear through a bunch of your lean body mass, lower your metabolism, and then you're basically like a little Fiat smart car, you know, pushing the pedal to the metal, try to burn as much calories as possible, but you have a really small engine. So a full tank of gas will last you, you know, 500 miles, 600 miles. You're going to be spinning your wheels for, for a long time for almost no reason, as opposed to trying to get strong first and increasing all the systems in your body, like I mentioned earlier, your insulin sensitivity, your hormonal structure, getting your testosterone up. Um, when your body is firing at all levels at peak performance, then shedding a few vanity pounds becomes relatively easy because of the operating system that your body is at. Love it. Love it. Okay. Nico, chime in here. Yeah. So, so you, and this is really why I wanted to bring you on the, on the, on the show. So you work with not only myself, but you work with other very high profile Bitcoiners. You, you train them and you're, you're, uh, what you do is completely remote in a way. I know like the first session you like to do it in person, but you're used to working with people from all over the world. It's not just necessarily you have to live in Miami 
Uh, they can contact you. Uh, they can pay you in Bitcoin or you are, you know, you are a Bitcoin trainer, so to speak. Uh, so you speak the language, you know, you understand the culture. And I think that's really, really important for someone that uh, that you're working with on a consistent basis. It's very I'll be honest with you guys. It's very difficult for me to like work with no coiner friends because they're on a totally different operating system than you. You know, like they're thinking differently. They're not really you know, they don't really understand what's at stake, what's going on. So. Um, so, yeah. So why don't you speak a little bit about that? Yeah. So, I mean, on I personally enjoy working in person with clients to get to build that intimate relationship with someone else, uh, become good friends. But there's a lot of people out there that um, need a good coach. And in this industry, finding a good coach is, uh, I'd say, the largest bottleneck um, as far as finding someone you can trust, who understands the process, who uh, who's going to be accountable for your safety and your progress. So I have clients who are in California, I have clients in Dubai, I have clients in the Northeast, I have clients all over the world, uh, mostly in America, where we can either do a, a live video session such as we're doing right now, or I do uh, video feedback where you can submit your videos and then within 24 hours, I give you feedback. Um, there's always an open line of communication for me to, um, or for you to ask any questions or concerns. And I'm, I'm always open to have any conversation with anyone. Um, if anyone out there, you know, just wants to go a little deeper as far as how is it possible to only work out eight minutes a week and get this kind of progress, um, you know, feel free to reach out to me, whether you're interested in, in hiring me or not, you know, I always learn from every conversation that I have. So please feel free to reach out with any questions. Absolutely. Guys, you can find uh, Sal, you can go to at Miami Barbell, on Instagram, you could find him there. You could uh, shoot him. What you say, barbell with three L's? Barbell, three L's, yeah. Three L's, yeah. You could find him there. You could shoot him a DM on Instagram, and uh, you can get it going. I highly recommend Sal. He's the man. Definitely recommend it. Uh, you know his uh, his uh, how how would you call it a project? His his uh, his I don't know what the correct terminology is for this job. No, no, not job. <laughs> His method, boom, is the real deal. Anyways, guys, uh, let's get on to the memes. We got a lot of memes to review. Let's check it out. Here we go. The Daily Meme Review. <laughs> Why? <is> <laughs> Dude, you can't ridicule the no-coiners and then expect them to buy Bitcoiners. You guys got to learn on your messaging. Hence why we always bring up the memes on the show. This is not only just a meme review, but it helps us uh, iterate on the message. It helps us get the calls of actions out there. It helps us continue to ridicule the corporate press and keep our friends' heads in the game. Tweet to the bullets, memes to the artillery. We are in an information war. And it's upon every single one of us to spread that signal. But also, uh, like like we have Sal talking today, to get yourself fit. And while you're getting buff and fit, you should be making memes. This is the way, guys. This is how you, uh, you know, this is how you max your opportunities out here. You get buff and you make memes at the same time. Anyways, here we are with some memes. First one is by our boy RD underscore BTC. And he goes, I feel bad for you. Hashtag not going to make it. Hashtag Bitcoin. And uh, I forget what, what show this is. Is this like, um, uh, dang, what's a, it's like moving on up. 
to the east side. I don't know. Uh, anyways, you got a kid here. He's you know pontificating. He's kind of angry, and he goes, "Oh, you're still waiting for that 12k Bitcoin, huh?" And them just like about to cry, still waiting for that Bitcoin to go lower, and the bears are absolutely getting wrecked. Uh, we'll see if it happens. We'll see if it happens. All right, next one is by Ropium. Shouts out the Rope, even though he's trolling me in the chat right now. Currently, uh, he just goes strong, and we got this forehead that looks like it has a six pack. How fitting, considering the culture. And it goes, when you've memorized your 24 words. Actually, how fitting, considering the numbers and the news stories today, this is what your forehead should look like. You guys should have your seed phrase memorized. Maybe not the only way, but... You know, maybe uh, maybe give it a go. You guys are smarter than you know. Anyways, next meme is by the BTC therapist, and it goes, are you ready for what's coming? Hashtag BTC. And we got a Bitcoiner here, and the Bitcoin uh, price, I would suggest. And he's sitting here in a lawn chair just chilling, you know, on the beach. Looks like a nice beach. It's a nice white sand beach. And it's a bear market. It's so dry and so flat. And yet there is trillions of dollars tsunami waiting and coming towards you and it's the having and it's the fasby rolls and it's blackrock and spot eta and nation state adoption and normie retail investors buying into bitcoin it's coming guys the tsunami of bitcoin is coming anyways next meme is by hodlcat 21 it goes make sure you focus your attention on the right things and we have bart here that is blind and he goes guessing which of the ten thousand shit coins will moon next absolutely blind just throwing darts and hopefully wishing to get lucky. And then we have Bart in a laboratory. And he goes, learning about Bitcoin, stacking sats, staying humble. And I will add staying solvent. This is the way, guys. It, it really do feel like that. Anyways, next meme is by Hoddle Never Soddle. And it goes, great job at Credit Suisse. Hashtag Bitcoin. And it goes, 2017, Credit Suisse CEO. Bitcoin at $17,000 is or $7,000 is the very definition of a bubble. 2023 Credit Suisse is down negative 99% and Bitcoin is up 400%. Uh, absolutely love it. And on that same theme, shouts out to Hoarding Sats on Twitter. And it goes, Bitcoin thoughts. And we got the classic you know, wife concerned about the husband thoughts. And she goes, he's probably thinking about other women. And he's sitting here just thinking about death to the central bank's because this is the way. And the last one is by Shire, Shire Hoddle. And he goes, total addressable Bitcoin market. And then he goes, what percentage of people got autism? And it goes, around 1% of the world's population has autism. That's more than 75 million people. Let's go to total addressable Bitcoin market. Uh, shouts out to Copernicus. Love to see it. Anyways, drop your meme review score in the chat as we cover hours live. And we will review them live on the show because this is the meme review. Uh, okay, Nico, you go while I get the music ready. I'm going to give it this USB-C to a USB-A cable and a Revolution Mining merch shirt. Those are my scores. What about you? Nice, nice. I am going to give it this 8 gig micro SD card. Okay, okay. Wait. Wow, look at you. Very fancy. Very fancy. Wow, nerd alert. Nerd alert, nerd alert. Anyways, uh, Sal, what would you give those memes? I'm going to give this one U.S. shit coin, and that's all it's going to get. Rip it. Damn. <laughs> Rip it. I got to do, do better on the meme review if it's oh. just one shit coin. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Let's go. Okay. Actually, 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 Nico, wine's in the chat. 
It winds in the chat. You know, you know what that means. Knack. Oh, 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 wines in the chat. Okay. Under duress. I have to tell you about Simply Bitcoin merch. Link three three times if you're free. Simply Bitcoin merch. You got to scan the QR code on your screen right now. We had a purchase on air yesterday. Help us stay on air. It really, really helps support the show. If you buy our merch, uh, it really does. You can get yourself a Simply Bitcoin shirt or a Simply Bitcoin hoodie. And uh, really, really helps us and uh, really helps us make more content for you guys. Do you think that will make wine happy? Uh, no, he's he's literally unbearable. I can never make him happy. Yeah. Yeah. All okay. he does is make fun of me when I'm fun, his lifestyle. And he's never happy with little old Opti. No, he's no. kind of happy with Nico, but no. not me. I can never make him happy. Mm -hmm. All right. Anyways. All right, first score is by Bart. Elizabeth Warren's left bifocal. <laughs> All right, uh, Elaine Lowell. Uh, Bitcoiners are the best mentally fit and soon the best physically fit. Eight minutes, two times a week, heavyweight stacking the rest of the time. Bars. That was a good one. Matthew, uh, stacking fitness and sats. Okay, I like it. All right, this next one. Is, I like it. I like it. Rope, uh, the gravitational pull of Opti Zit. Yep, it's huge, dude. This thing's massive. I don't know what's going on here. I can't find the correct uh, soundboard for that. Roman, if you ain't stacking, you ain't slacking. Okay. Uh, no, Winekiss. If you ain't stacking, you slacking. Nico six pack forehead after his eight minute working out for the week. <laughs> Bitcoin for Canadians. I give those memes more muscle and less fat for the rest of November. Let's go. Okay. XX meme score one Bitcoin giant tidal wave washout of Pocahontas lying bullshit. When they say Pocahontas yes. is relying to Elizabeth Warren. Um, that's not us saying it. <laughs> McLovin, I wish simply Bitcoin would warn, warn me before playing a vid clip of Liz Warren as it raises my blood pressure acutely. <laughs> Okay, there's a lot, a lot of non-Elizabeth Warren fans. J-Dub the Laker, great to meet you in LA in the flesh, brother. Meme score, incoming Nico since six-pack. Yeah, that's right. Soon, hopefully. Woo! Allegedly, allegedly. Rave Elevator, I score the memes, the fifth failed bank in 2023, quote, Citizens Bank. Okay, okay. Uh, Bitcoin Bull, I'll give the memes, review the tier, the tears of Liz Warren after she learns about Bitcoin. I, she already knows, and she doesn't like it. Revolution mining. I give the memes a simply Bitcoin hoodie. We got we got to send go. we got to send our boys over at Revolution Mining some. All right, Bitcoin hold on. Merch. We we got uh we I keep forgetting we have some on Rumble. So here we go. Uh, UTXO score Opti eliminating glyphosate from his diet. What? I don't know what that is, but I'll, <laughs> I'll look into it. All right, Paradox six oh six meme score a bottle of anti acid for Fink when BTC blows through a hundred k with. Gary Gensler still holding back ETS. Oh, we just got an order wine during the show. So shout out. I'm not going to dox who ordered it, but thank you. Thank you, sir, for ordering some merch on the live show. You're making wine happy. I guarantee you wine has a smile on his face right now. Anyways, uh, appreciate you, bro. Thank you. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Uh, and also shout out to everybody watching us on uh, Rumble. I think we hit another all-time high. I think 80 live viewers on Rumble. 
plus all the uh, the viewers on YouTube, plus all the viewers on Twitter. We appreciate you all. Thank you so much for tuning in every day and making the show possible. I want to give a very special shout out to our guest, Sal. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. You guys could find him at Miami Barbell with three L's on Instagram. Sal, thank you so much for coming. Thanks, guys. Keep stacking. Appreciate it, man. Hopefully, we'll have you back on in a couple months or so. Anyways, guys, if you enjoyed the show and you know what to do, smash that like button. Consider subscribing if you feel like we provided you value. But the number one thing you could do to help this peaceful Bitcoin revolution is share Bitcoin content, share Bitcoin art, share Bitcoin music. We must take over the wait, culture. Wait, wait, hold on. Was that Nika doing like a French accent? Bitcoin content? No, I think that's just me slipping. Your UK accent, British accent. Bitcoin culture. Bitcoin culture. Um, We must take over the Bitcoin. No, 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 no. We must spread Bitcoin culture far and wide. Get it seeped into the mainstream consciousness. That's how we win. Guys, take action. Pay attention to today's episode. It's a very dark one. It's a very important one. There are many things you could do. Get active on Twitter. Get active on YouTube. Make your voices heard. Leave a comment. This is uh this is the beginning of then they fight you stage, but after the then they fight you stage, then there's the then we win stage. So that's the good news. Anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back tomorrow for a brand new episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. Peace out, y'all.